You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. I wanted to talk about the postpartum hormone timeline. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because in my free fitness community, my Bold and Fit Motherhood community, there was um, a woman who messaged in, we have like a, a few separate chats, and she messaged in the mental health chat. And she was talking about just feeling so frustrated with her body at four months postpartum and wondering why she was gaining weight when she was doing all the things. And just, it made me, it made me go straight back to that period of my postpartum. And I wanted to talk about what's actually happening in your body and why weight gain is happening. And honestly, just knowledge is power. So understanding your body and your postpartum experience a little bit more is going to help you, one, give yourself permission to go at a much slower pace. Really, my experience was I remember this. I remember feeling fluffy. I remember feeling very out of control and just wanting to get back to my athletic body, to get back to feeling like myself. And especially like four months, that's a good chunk of time. And it can be very, very hard to just wait it out and be patient and, you know, just give it time because that's the advice, right? You know, it'll it'll get better. Okay, great, Tammy. Thanks for the advice. But um, in the meantime, what am I supposed to do about this? So I want to tell you exactly what's going on in your body so you can get a better understanding of why this is happening and what you can actually do in order to feel like you do have some control over the way that your body is operating and showing up in the world. So let's talk about it. So For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Chloe. I'm a pre-through postpartum fitness specialist, and I help moms of every stage strengthen their bodies, minds, and pelvic floors at every stage of motherhood. So again, just going back to that message that I first got, um, here we go. We're going to talk about it, okay? So one week after birth, okay, so we've delivered the baby. We've done all the super hard work for that specific time. We're recovering, and here's what's happening in your body. So what happens one week after giving birth is that your prolactin levels and your oxytocin levels dramatically increase. And the reason that they increase around this time is, one, to stimulate milk production. That is kind of what prolactin is showing up for at that time. And oxytocin is there to help bond with your baby, to help create some connection, and to help stimulate the contraction of your uterus to help uh, basically shrink back down to the appropriate size. And that's what's happening just one week after giving birth. Now, we fast forward to about three months postpartum, and this is where most of the complaints start happening. You're like, it's been 12 weeks. I still don't feel normal. Like everything feels relatively healed-ish down there, but I feel so fluffy. I feel so out of control. Maybe this is where your mental health really takes a toll, or maybe this is where things start feeling better mentally, but physically you're still trying to figure things out. And what's happening around the three-month mark is that estrogen and progesterone levels start to return to pre-baby levels, but If you're elevating, excuse me, if you're elevating, wow, if you're breastfeeding, the prolactin and the oxytocin levels that started really picking up in that first week stay elevated, okay? Now, like I said, that progesterone and estrogen take a dip around the three-month mark, which, just so you know, this can start triggering that postpartum hair loss that we all dread. It's And here's the thing that drives me nuts. 
And I listen, I have so much love for every single mom because we don't know what we don't know. But it drives me crazy to see companies posting things like eat these gummies and it'll, you know, it'll keep your hair growing long and strong and blah, blah, blah. But unless that gummy is a literal estrogen gummy, it's not going to do anything. You are wasting your money by buying hair products when this is a hormonal issue. And not only that, this is a hormonal issue that naturally occurs. This is not something that you have control over. Your body needs to let those hormones level back down so that you can start functioning more normally. Now, here's the kicker. It lasts an average of three to six months in this kind of uh, dip of estrogen. Now, you have to think when your estrogen levels are higher, it just means that there's less hair loss occurring. It's not that your hair is even necessarily growing more. Okay, this may be the case. Um, But basically, your body starts being able to shed that hair a little more easily at the three or four month mark, which is why so many women at the four month mark are complaining about hair loss and feeling fat. So (laughs) those low levels of estrogen can cause weight gain and it can impact your ability to lose weight. And this is exactly why I do not recommend or push postpartum weight loss in the first year at all. And instead, the reason why my clients are able to see success is because I'm teaching them and showing them how to support the change in their hormones and simply focus on controlling the controllables, right? So then we're going to jump ahead to six months postpartum. And this is typically where we see a decrease in that initial jump in prolactin. So for those that are lactating or breastfeeding, this is where we start seeing that tapering down of prolactin, which is the milk stimulating hormone. So Let's talk about just some of the basics as to why you not be why you may not be losing that weight, okay? So, in addition to the high energy needs, aka caloric needs of postpartum recovery as well as breastfeeding, this means you need to have an excess intake of healthy calories. That's okay. And by the way, if you start cutting calories while breastfeeding, this can impact your milk supply. This can absolutely impact your energy levels. And if you don't have energy, you're not going to want to show up and even do any sort of strength-based workouts or do anything, right? Because we're already in this low energy period when your baby's not sleeping. So if you don't have any energy, how are you even supposed to do the work of controlling the controllables? So you can see why this becomes an issue because women are so quick to diet or to cut calories or to start controlling food when this is not the time to start being like really meticulous and limited on our calorie intake because we need that energy. So basically, this causes this spiral of a problem. Okay, so let's talk about that hormonal factor again and look at where things are rising and falling. So again, prolactin that milk-stimulating hormone in excess can cause weight gain. And remember, prolactin increases almost immediately after giving birth, even if you are not breastfeeding. Even if you are not breastfeeding, this is a natural jump in that hormone. And your body is going to try to make some form of milk supply regardless, and you need time to let those prolactin levels level out. Then again, we have the dip in estrogen, right? And a dip in estrogen can cause weight gain. So you go from this increase in prolactin causing weight gain, and you go from you go from there to this dip at the three-month mark of estrogen, which causes weight gain. So we stay 
in this season, essentially, of really just you need to expect that maybe you'll be a little bit heavier at this time, right? And this isn't the case for everybody. Like the hormone, uh, the hormones moving around and dipping and falling and rising and whatever, that's pretty straightforward across the board, but everybody's body is going to react differently. So I say, I say this just as an educational piece here. Um, and six months though, here's the hope ready. Six months is typically that time where things start to kind of level out, but there is a number of factors that are going to keep you from losing the weight despite your best efforts, despite your hormones going back to normal. And I say that in air quotes because if if these other factors are at play, your hormones might not be leveling out the correct way because maybe you are stressing your system from dieting. Maybe you're over-exercising. There's a whole thing here. So I'm I'm trying to keep this as general as possible, okay? So the other things that you need to consider, if it's beyond the six-month mark, because nothing magically happens at six months where you're suddenly like you're just skinny. That doesn't happen. But things that you need to consider are, one, are your habits supporting your hormones? Because most of us are not practicing hormone-healthy habits. So we have to think about things like your stress levels. And think about your stress levels as a mom to a six-month-old. Like, are you feeling like lovey-dovey? Are you feeling really overwhelmed by motherhood? No matter what, being in that first year is stressful to your nervous system. It's stressful to your body. It's stress. Good stress or bad stress, it's still stress, and the body reads it as such. Second thing to consider, how is your mental health? If you are suffering from postpartum depression or anxiety or overwhelm or burnout, that's going to impact your weight loss, period, whether or not you're a postpartum woman. And so that's one thing to consider as well. Also, how's your sleep? And if you're a mom of a baby, you're probably not sleeping too great. <laughs> like until you get to those, you know, you're no longer doing night feeds, your baby is sleeping like for long stretches, and I'm talking more than eight hours, sleep is an issue. If you're not getting adequate sleep, if you're not getting quality sleep, this also impacts your weight loss. Also, are you training appropriately to support your postpartum recovery and and your metabolism? Because a lot of people will jump into cardio, for example, thinking this is going to help me lose weight. When in reality, what's happening, I mean, cardio for weight loss, even as a non-pregnant or postpartum person is still BS. But as a postpartum woman in the first year, again, that is stress, whether it's good stress or bad stress, that is stress on the body. When your body is stressed and you're pushing yourself like in a HIIT workout or with cardio, that can temporarily increase those cortisol levels. That can increase a lot of the stress hormones in your body because you need that like, you need that anxiety and stress to push through your workout. If you are adding more stress hormone to your body when all of these other factors are at play, this can negatively impact your results. And not only that, but a lot of times cardio is done haphazardly when we haven't taken the appropriate steps to rehab our pelvic floor. And so we're dealing with like running on the treadmill full speed while peeing our pants, feeling depressed, still fat. And you have to realize that most of this are factors that are out of your control. So 
I like I just urge you to give yourself way more grace, way more patience, way more kindness. Think about it this way. If this was like your best friend that or your sister or somebody that was really close to you that was feeling this way at, at four months postpartum, six months postpartum, would you tell them to push harder in the gym or eat less? You probably wouldn't. I hope you wouldn't say that. Um, if not, make sure to send them this training because this is how we support each other. Okay. And then the last thing to, to focus on as well is, are you eating nutrient dense foods at the appropriate portions for postpartum recovery to give you the energy that you need in order to even show up at the gym and do that strength training, right? So I say this with love because we often make this mistake of doing far too much or doing far too much of the wrong things. And not only is that setting you back, but it's just so much more stressful on you when you could, like you genuinely have the ability to have a shred of enjoyment in your health journey postpartum. It doesn't all have to be about getting back to yourself and climbing back to some semblance of humanity. Motherhood is already hard enough, especially being a mom to a baby, whether it's your first baby or your eighth baby. There's still so much difficulty in that first year of learning the new dynamic in your household, learning the new dynamic of your body, feeling very disconnected from your body. That's common as well. Not feeling like it belongs to you, not feeling like it's cooperating with you, and not feeling like you are yourself. So pushing yourself so hard to fix your body is only going to make it harder for you. And instead, I encourage you to really, one, give yourself time, especially in that first like six to, six months to a year. Don't focus on weight loss. Don't focus on weight loss. Think of this as a bonus. If I lose weight, great. If I lose weight, that's that's a cherry on top. But what we really need to be focusing on is strengthening our foundations and strengthening our pelvic floor, working on maintaining our mental health, because when your mental health is good, solid, healthy, good to go, you're much more likely to be able to show up powerfully for yourself, for your kids, anywhere you need to be, right? And also, again, just focusing on controlling the controllables as best you can until you're healed. You have the rest of your life to focus on fat loss and the first year postpartum is not the time to focus on on fat loss. And the biggest tip of all, and I say this because I've seen this be true time and time again, is to have somebody who is qualified, knowledgeable, and able to see really from a scientific perspective and also from a from a position of like being able to truly support you and like help you move through some of those really challenging seasons it's so crucial and i i say this because i did not have a coach postpartum either pregnancy and because of that and because i needed that so desperately that was my story of how i became that coach for other people literally my horrible postpartum recovery experience, my complete loss of self, my detrimental postpartum depression that almost ended me is the reason why I am adamant about getting postpartum support because it is available to you. It's just a matter of, are you asking for the help? Are you seeking the support? Because that can truly make a difference between having an empowered recovery 
And doing it alone and feeling lost and feeling horrible about yourself, feeling like a bad mom. I remember feeling those feelings. It's really hard when you're trying to show up for your kids, show up for your baby, and also try and show up for yourself. And the only way to alleviate some of that just heaviness is to get support. And support, I'm not just talking about just from a coach, but learning how to enroll the support of your your people, essentially, to be able to bring you through this time. And I know this is kind of a, uh, a generation that struggles to ask for help. Um, I'm in, I'm in this generation. And so I understand how hard it is to say, Hey, I really need help. But ultimately when you ask for help, you need to voice what it is you need help with. And a lot of us don't know how to identify what it is we need help, help with. And that is where I can step in and tell you, here is how you can enroll support. Here is how you can take those next steps. Here is how you can control the controllables. So I just wanted to offer that to you as well and just say that, you know, in addition to knowing all these things, actually learning to apply them in a way that fits for you is where a qualified coach can come in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. And as always, be bold, be fit. Mm-hmm.